Well, you know I couldn't break today's case down by myself because I know very little about what happens inside of the jail, and that's why Drew and I decided to bring on David from Angry Me Podcast, who is a former corrections officer, to break down the Danella Sawuza Cavalacante. Migato as muy blanco, yo viva in la casa roja. That's how good I speak Spanish. All this and more. And by the way, we've got to touch on the Russell Brand situation going on. So we'll do that before the show. Lots packed in here today. So sit back and get ready. All this and more brought to you by factormeals.com and Ghostbed. Third to stop podcast. Here the growing go. calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on this is Sunday. About the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. I gotta start scripting out those intros. Uh, I feel like you guys catch me every every episode. You guys catch me at like two minutes to go and you're like, Eric, get ready for your intro. And I'm like, what intro? You'd think I'd know and I'd have that down by now, but listen, I've been on the road for, oh, I don't know, fucking. <laughs> How many hours have I been on the road? I don't know. Uh, from from all the way from down to Miami, to Fort Lauderdale, to Naples, to Orlando, to Maryland at the Tim Pool compound, and then back to my home by four o'clock in the morning yesterday. Um, slept till about four in the afternoon, uh, and I, I, I am, I'm in a fog. I'm in a haze. A glazy haze, but I'm ready for today's show. I'm glad to be back in the studio, man. I was glad to wake up in my own bed. Uh, I got a brand new ghost bed pillow. Ghost bed. We went and saw ghost bed facility uh, with conservative aunt and myself, Drew. And uh, they were like, dude, we love your ad reads. And never once did we ever think that you would sell so many ghost bed pillows. <laughs> but your people <laughs> love the pillows. I say that's because I travel so much. I talk about the pillows because I'm always on them. And so they said, well, we want to send you away with a couple of pillows. So I got you one, Drewzy Bruzy. Oh, um, and I'll get that you. too. But yes, yes. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry I didn't get to have dinner with you, man. Uh, uh, the Anti-Hero Podcast wanted me on their show at 8 p.m. on Monday night, which was not the original plan. But you know how plans go. Everybody's got a plan until they till they don't. in the mouth. Until they don't. So yeah. uh, podcasted with them. And that was a really good episode because I was pretty much fueled 48 hours solely on beef jerky and energy drinks. <laughs> so by the time I sat down, they threw a beer in my face and put a cigar in my mouth and put me on a very comfortable sofa. And I opened up like, you know, like, I, I don't know. Uh, what's a, what's a, like Mia Khalifa's legs. Oh, um, just spread me wide open is what they did. Uh, verbally, like, uh, metaphorically. And uh, so, yeah, it was a really good podcast. I don't know when that one comes out, but uh, so it was verbal you know. porn. It was verbal sex, basically. It really was it for really money. Was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, all mm -hmm. that things, man. I um, I basically got to sleep with uh, Serena Williams. Uh, not true, but I got to sleep on a bed that she invented. And uh, that's that's close enough. Right. Like, I can still claim that. So, like, it's only an exaggeration. It's not a lie. And politicians do that all the time. So, we're going to go there. We are the Failure Stop Podcast channel, the number one channel where first responders go to be informed and entertained. Today's show, again, brought to you by Factor Meals and GhostBed.com. I don't want to bore you too much with all that. Um, my personal life here. But uh, we do have some news to, to inform you before we go into today's breakdown. His break breakdown is he killed his girlfriend in front of her kids and then he escaped 
prison. Mm. Can't wait to break that down with David here shortly. But uh, in the news, uh, real quick, Drew, uh, we've got this Russell Brand thing that's coming on. It'll be on last call this week. We're going to go over a lot of it. Uh, The sexual assault thing with Russell Brand. Do I think that he, real quick, do I think that he sexually assaulted some girls in his past? 75% chance if you were, you know, if I had to guess. I don't have any evidence of it. I've never seen any evidence. But, you know, like, I I mean, listen. I'm going with no. Dude, in the realm of things, listen, the dude, I've got, well, listen, I've got another friend who's a a sexual deviant. I don't think he's sexually assaulted any women, but he's definitely bagged over a thousand of them. There's no question. Um, I, and and if you were in this position, you probably would too. It just became an addiction for him. But what what the mainstream media seems to be forgetting, and you know who knows if this was an offensive move on his part. I think he's a he's a brilliant guy. He's a very intelligent guy. Um, but he wrote a book and he talked about his addictions. Did not you know not just alcohol and drugs, but to sex and. He talked about his conquest, basically. I don't think it was uh, as much of a kiss and tell as it was uh, telling on himself. But here we are when he's starting to gain steam and he's starting to get the ears of people because he's so pragmatic and he's like – He's not left. He's not right. Uh, he, I, in, in my opinion, put the guy, I, if, you, if you've seen the Bill Maher episode where, um, you know, he, he put the guy to shame. I can't remember what network he was from. Well, I mean, I think that's why this is all stemming from was the actual yeah. Bill Maher interview because it hit 50 million views and was counting. It wasn't slowing down. And if you will, no. if you go back and look at the comments, which I'm sure they've gotten rid of that video by now, the original, uh, I'd have to imagine because they have canceled him since this allegation has come out. But all the comments were overwhelmingly siding with uh, Russell Brandon. I think the UK, the government, and there's been some more evidence that's come out on behalf of the government where they sent uh, Rumble and Rumble posted it. But the UK, yep. the government sent Rumble a memo asking uh, to cancel Russell Brand and to take away all of his money because of allegations brought forth by a media outlet, not even law enforcement. But I think that the UK was like, yo, this dude's got a bigger voice than we do. And mm-hmm. the people, the peasants... Um, are starting to agree with him, and we've got we've got to put an end to this right now. And that is this is probably the most obvious conspiracy theory I have ever seen to date. Yeah, they they demonetized him on YouTube. If you've never seen uh, his show on YouTube, it's amazing um, because it's you know just twenty minutes of him kind of speaking the truth, and that's what he did on Bill Maher. He, he talked about how you know BlackRock and and Vanguard are. They basically own all the corporations that own all the corporations that are making the decisions and they're in the politicians pockets and they're controlling everything in society and we're letting it happen. And he's he's essentially saying, don't sit back and wonder. I mean, here's your answer. Like, how do we fix it? And the government's fix it by demonetizing him on YouTube and trying to demonetize him on rumble and, and throw him in, you know, trying to throw him in jail. If you'll remember, like, does anybody know the outcome of the Tate brothers trial in, in where was that Hungary or wherever uh, they Roma- were Romania, Romania. Anybody know 
Right. They're free. Well, no, I mean, I th- no it's all been dropped. Yeah, no charges. And, yep, well, and, and this is all on the heels of Nancy Pelosi saying that one of their tactics and techniques is we just drop carrots to the media and let the media do the work. That we don't even really have to prove anything or do anything. All we have to do is give you guys a carrot and you'll run wild with it. You'll, you'll she, take she it and go. Said that in the, she actually said that in the height of Trump. That was an old right. clip. She said that in the height of Trump, but she described perfectly what they do. What they she's do. like, look, exactly. we just give you false information. You, you, the media. She's basically telling them they're stupid enough to run with it, but they, yeah. she also knows that they just want the carrot that you're talking about. You run with it, then we come back and say, hey, just take a look at what the uh, L.A. Times reported on this guy. He's a, he's obviously a sexual predator. I mean, they started the whole thing. It's a cycle. This but is, I don't remember is, them doing this to to Weinstein and Feinstein. Uh, you know, like, you know, were we, were they taking them off of YouTube? Do they get rid of all their movies? Do they get rid of all their monetary, you know, I don't know where an allegation, if you get a DUI today, um, and you kill two people in your DUI, do you get demonetized from YouTube? No, I, I mean, I, I don't think so. I mean, I they guess that, you know, what that- they're saying on YouTube is that there's like kind of like an, almost an unbecoming of an influencer. Um, Jesus Christ! Do, uh, I know, I know. I Listen, mean, but that's what on, it is. Man. That's why. That's what Mia they're Khalifa saying. Is an influencer, like so. Sure. And, and we, <laughs> I know they took down the Ruby Frankie videos that we uh, that we covered on uh, Comp Center last night with Kendra Drama. If you haven't watched that, go back and watch it. It was a great episode with John and Kendra and I. We we covered the nine one one call that that sparked it all with this influencer slash you know super mom who had the oh, yes, the YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah. Uh, who was charged with uh, child abuse because she was a hor- she's a horrible human being. I mean, I like I can say that you know just th- without the court convicting her, she's just a horrible human being in my opinion. But um, they took her channel down. They took the other lady's channel down. I mean, um, so I mean, I guess what's fair is fair. But like, it would be a nightmare to leave. Well, no, because her she was up. making money off of abusing the children. Russell Brand yeah, wasn't making money off of sexually assaulting people. That's no, he was not making money what off of made him cool. Truth. Yeah, he was. This he was is... making. He was making money off of telling the news. She was literally using her kids to make money, and she was committing crimes against her kids. So yeah. I can see like where you could articulate that that was against the community standards. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how you can say where Russell Brand was violating community standards uh, because of something that, that is alleged by the media twelve years ago. Uh, and forward and i just think you know and then on top of that we have ballard from um what's the the new movie Tim ballard from uh, Tim sound, ballard, of yeah. sound of freedom same thing this week so you have the two most influential people right now that are going after rich elites and both of them have mysteriously and just uh, like the timing is divine here that both of them have sexual assault allegations from years and years and years ago that are just being brought up now in the election cycle that I've been preaching to you guys since July about, like I told you, this election cycle is going to be like nothing you've ever seen. The propaganda and the brainwashing is going to be uh, something we have like something that hasn't happened since Nazi occupied Germany. Like I'm talking real crazy propaganda and it's just starting to trickle in. I said by October it was going to be full bore. And I said, starting in September, it was going to start trickling its way in. And what do we find September? They started bringing back the COVID a little bit. Uh, and, and now the police videos are starting to make more and more into the, the media, into the news. And now you've got these uh, vicious, 
vicious sexual assault charge. And listen, it, you know, a lot of these Hollywood people are sexual deviants. And, um, and, and I don't, you know, it's like, it really doesn't feel like this is about the sexual assault. It feels more about capitalizing on his deviant behavior because it's plausible. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, it makes everybody go, well, yeah, there's a 75% chance he did that because he was a dude that was a self-proclaimed dirtbag. And listen, I'm not shitting on the dude. I liked his movies. But I mean, he was a self-proclaimed dirtbag back in the day. Like, that was his job. Yeah, sobriety cleared his mind. I mean, there, there's For no sure. question about it. But but doesn't this kind of ring of like just a, like a subliminal or a, a subconscious um, response to calling Hunter, Hunter Biden a crackhead? You know what I mean? Like... They're they're saying, well, yeah, he smoked crack a long time ago. I mean, he was going through a rough time, and we're like, bullshit. He was a fucking crackhead, and 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 he's he was peddling influence. We're not even really concerned about the crack part. Let let that go. Um, but you know, he was a felon, and he bought a gun, so he's gonna have to pay the piper, uh, no matter who he is. And they're just like, oh yeah, okay, well, Russell Brand, you know, he sexually abused a bunch of girls. Well, he fucking wrote about it in his book, too. And and all of the encounters were consensual. He's doing exactly what I would hope he would do. He's not running away from anything. He's like, uh, no, all of these allegations are false. You know what they're trying to do. Right. Um, and I'm, you know, like basically here answering any of your questions. I, I've written about this extensively. I, I had a horrible past when it came to womanizing and blah, blah. But I found the clarity of sobriety. And you know what I mean? I, I think there might be a, a something in his head that says, look, you can say whatever you want about me. It's hurtful and it's harmful. But, you know, he knows the truth. And he, he's like, I'm not going to stop telling the truth. You can't really make me stop telling the truth. Yeah. I, but I, I mean, they've that. demonetized him, which for those of you like, oh, what does that even mean? We're talking like ten to twelve thousand dollars a day. He was making off of YouTube. Oh, easily. So easily. I mean, you—that is a huge hit in the pocket. Um, and, and the fact that they're going—they went after Rumble, which we just showed you that picture there. But remember last week, guys, on last call, and that's why I say last call is such an important show on this channel. Uh, but do you remember when I read the memo that was accidentally leaked to all the media outlets instead of the Big Five or the Big Six? Um, but it went to everybody, including One American News Network. It went to uh, Infowars. It went to everybody. And of course, uh, you know, uh, some of these Republican or right wing news outlets are going to repost the memo. But the memo said, we ask you to respectfully up the uh, scrutiny on far right and Republican things going into the election season. Please refrain from. Uh, giving X, 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 and X platforms on these things, um, you know, to ensure election, you know, but they're basically saying to the news, Hey guys, nobody that's far right wing, which by the way, in the last two or three weeks, far right wing has been labeled everybody, Tim pool, yeah, far, far right wing. Far right. Far, I mean, everybody is far right when like, I don't know. I've listened to, to, to Tim pool a lot. I just met the guy this yeah, uh, yesterday, two days ago. I'm not sure if far right is the way to go. I was on oh, his no. compound <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that his compound, like I'm not even sure what that compound was. Like it was a little creepy, like just calling it a compound feels weird, but like people would like come out of the woods. There was some foraging going on in the forest. Uh, I ate a papa and had a seed spinning contest with you, with, you know, like this, this like, 
I don't know if it was Pirates of the Caribbean or if he was a hippie or no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Richie Jackson's an, an just incredible artistic skateboarder and just an amazing human being. But I, I don't see what was going on there doesn't seem far right wing to no, me. That's not, not that just means like almost like hippie commune in a good way. Uh, you know, I, very Russell Brandish, you know, to be honest with you. But like that's not in my brain. Far right wing is like militia and like, oh, you know, like uh, I don't you know. Uh, rednecks, rebel flags, maybe, uh, you know, like the South will rise again type stuff. I didn't get any of that from Tim pool at all. And, um, and, and so I don't know where far right wing is being thrown around, but in the last three or four days, it is everybody's far right wing. It, it, it's, if you are, if you are a Republican or conservative at all, you are now far right wing. Uh, and I think they're going to try going forward into the election cycles to make you feel bad. It, yeah. Almost like you're shamed to say that you're a Republican. I think that's kind of where it's going. Speaking of that, I went to the most beautiful and amazing grocery store. This is not an advertisement. This is real life shit. Anthony Ramonde took me to Seed to Table uh, grocery store, which is like the size of Wegmans. It's massive. It has eight restaurants. It is a full conservative grocery store. It has the dumpsters outside. The whole thing is branded. FJB, uh, Fauci, ouchie, like Trump stuff everywhere, conservative American stuff everywhere. When you go to the bathrooms, you're peeing on uh, like like hard Democrats' faces, like in the toilets, in the commodes. <laughs> um, their wine section was massive. Everybody in that grocery store was beautiful. If you go to a Trader Joe's, you can almost smell the people's dreadlocks walking down yeah. up in the aisles. Looks and like people the bar just look Star Wars. weird, yeah. you know, the tattoo. Yeah, it's like the bar in Star Wars. When you go into this, it's like you're going into almost like CrossFit cult hood. Like everybody's wearing the Lululemon tighties and the, the men all have like the nice shirts on that are fitted, you know. Everybody has wine and beer. They had a live band in there just cranking it. Uh, tomahawk steaks. You could go and pick out the tomahawk steak. I mean, it was the coolest grocery store. And by the way, it was the cleanest. Everybody was the happiest. The waiting service, all of the helpers were stoked to be there. It was wild. So if you're ever in South Florida, please head over to Seed and Table. That was a dream come true. Very exciting stuff. But um, that was far right, far raving. <laughs> there was some cheap out. But front you're among like, friendlies. You know what I mean? Like they're not. <laughs> they're they're not always looking for you to. They're, they're not always looking for the argument. I've noticed this uh, recently pick up in the YouTube comments. Which you know, surprise, surprise. The Wizard of Oz. Let me pull back the curtain. I'm responding to your comments nine times out of ten, uh, maybe eight times out of ten. Uh, and, and I've noticed that the, the thing is, it, like, if you call somebody out, like, if you're just looking to argue, neither of us are getting any smarter. I, I really don't want to argue with you. I, I would just, I would rather present my position, which I do normally on the air. And I still, to this day, and this is going to sound arrogant as fuck, but, you know, if, if you're so ardent about, that my opinion is wrong and your opinion is right, why don't you open a YouTube account and then open a fucking podcast account? And just start, you know, spreading your word to the world and see if they agree with you. You know, I, I like, don't fucking tell me, tell the world. That's what Russell Brand did. Uh, it, but, you know, you see where that got him. But, you know, like, I'm not in the in this to argue with you. I'm presenting facts or my my opinion based on facts. And, and Eric's presenting his opinion based on facts that he knows. And that's it. That's kind of where it is. We're not, I don't need to sway you into anything. I mean, if you don't want to agree with me, 
I don't give a shit. I'm going to sleep the yeah. exact same. Well, actually, I'm not going to sleep the exact same because I don't sleep anymore, it seems like. But um, well, you, Yeah, you, well, you need to get a ghost bed with the ghost bed pillow and the cooling fuck, sheets and all that stuff. That's what I'm missing. And, yeah, dude. Like, like, just, I don't know, cut back on uh, some of that uh, therapy stuff for oh, a couple maybe. months, save up the money, and then uh, get the ghost beds. <laughs> that's what I tell everybody. Pfft. That's why mental health mental health starts with a good night's sleep, and that's why we're proud to sponsor with also uh, is with Factor Meals, eating right and eating healthy. But you guys already do that at your household, um, and you guys are always crushing those Factor Meals. Um, don't don't you just feel rich when you eat one of those? Yeah, I do. It's hardy. You feel it's good. Hardy, hardy. The portions are perfect, and it's like the same as if you were to go to a grocery store. It's meal planning to the next level. Head over to FactorMeals.com. Use that promo code WOLFPACK50. That's 5050, WOLFPACK50, to get 50% off a week's worth of meals. This is meal planning so that you can you can get protein conscious. You can get calorie conscious. Protein heavy, I mean. Uh, you can do anything that you want to do. You click on it through 300 different uh, uh, choices on the menu combos you put sure. together your meal how many you want for the week they're delivered right to your door fresh and never frozen you open up the box they get the little cold stuff in the bottom keeps it going you move it right to the refrigerator you take it to work with you, you take it out of your lunch pail and you put it in the microwave two minutes even on a walmart even on one of those cheap walmart microwaves that every police department every first responder squad house has across the planet two minutes so why all the other people are all the other schmucks joe schmuckatelli's are standing in the in the line uh, with their their stupid glass pyrex pytex whatever it is dishes and they're microwaving their shit for like 10 minutes they're six day old spaghetti bro you just be like let me go first mine's two minutes and that's it and and they're not tv dinners folks these are like super well chef prepared meals that even a chef like lumber chef uh, can appreciate so head over to factormeals.com promo code wolfpack50 um and and get you uh get you a meal plan that's good for you um, and that saves you time and money god what Two things before we get to David here. Okay. Uh, one, I, I got a, a scenario to throw at you. you you're, throw it at me. You have a 14-minute drive to roll call. Yes. Right. Yes. And you got about six, or and you got about 12 minutes to do it, or you're uh-huh. going to be late. Yes. And you're hungry, uh-huh. so you open the fridge. Yep. You got Factor Meals, which is going to be your meal for the day, but there's this bottle up on the top oh, shelf. The shakes. The fucking smoothie. Tell God, me that that would not. Oh. First of all, that would fuel that would rocket fuel your drive. You would get rocket there in eleven minutes. Yeah. Yes, you'd get there on time, and you'd be you'd be ready to go. You could you could take on the world. You can kick ass with one of those smoothies because they're delicious. First of all, second and of all, nutritious. you know what? You know what really does keep me up at night though, Eric, is okay. I'm afraid I'm going to be doxed. If there was only a program that would ease my mind a little bit. I Look, think I got I, conservative aunt was, we were talking about the same thing. Conservative aunt was like, man, I, you know, I, I'm, you know, cause he's a huge influencer. I mean, he's got almost as many followers as Tim pool does at this point, but like, dude, we didn't go anywhere. Not one gas station, not one grocery store, not one place that we go that somebody was like, Oh my God, conservative aunt. Can I get a picture? Can I get a selfie? Everybody knows this dude. There were guys that were like, Hey, I knew you lived in Florida. Where are you at? And so all these people, and he was like, yo, it's getting scary because people drive by my house. Now they like, I've, I've, I've stopped doing videos outside of my house because of all the Halloween decorations. They're able to drive around in certain neighborhoods to find my thing. It's getting, weird and i was like yo officerprivacy.com promo code wolfpack but it's not a promo code it's actually officerprivacy.com forward slash wolfpack it's its own hyperlink that's how cool we are that we don't even use promo codes anymore baby officerprivacy.com forward slash wolfpack these dudes scrub your name not your 
existence. You're not your social media existence, but just your name, where you go to church, where you work out, all the addresses and stuff that you need to get off of the interwebs, they're going to do it for you. So you can still be an influencer. You can still be a cop. You can still be a first responder. I just said that political season is here. It's only going to take, you can't do this before it's too late. You can't have that officer involved shooting and everybody in the United States hates you um, because the media ran with the carrot and they don't already have your address uh, and, and where you go to school and where you go to CrossFit and where your kids go to preschool. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to get that taken care of right now. And I know that first responders are stubborn. They don't want to do it themselves. So I, what, this is what my thing to you, if you support first responder, if you got a first responder in your life, a friend, a brother-in-law, sister-in-law, get them a subscription to officerprivacy.com as a gift. I got, I received a gift from my father-in-law who's now dead of a life insurance policy. Now that I have five kids, I'm so thankful for that policy because I'm not a cop anymore. But I know that at any given time, if I leave this world, my five children and my wife are taken care of because my father-in-law bought me a life insurance policy. Buy that loved one, buy that that uh, officer in your life an officer privacy uh, subscription. That's officerprivacy.com forward slash Wolfpack. Just go over there and look at it. Go go look at it. I think there's a free trial for it and everything. Just head to the website, officerprivacy.com forward slash Wolfpack. Okay, that's all we have for uh, for fourth quarter advertisements uh thank you to all of our sponsors support those who support law enforcement hard to get it's hard to get sponsors that support leos out there so uh you know hook these guys up factor ghost bed and officer privacy uh let's go ahead and bring in one of my go-to podcasts that i download i don't download a lot of podcasts but one of that i have downloaded um that i tune in from time to time is the angry me podcast um, because he's hilarious. He's funny. I was actually uh, a guest on this show about a year or two ago when I was still with Mike, the cop, um, back in my early days of podcasting. And so that's always special to me. He's always special to me. And, uh, let me introduce you to David Davi from the angry me podcast. What's going on, everybody. Good to see you, brother. Um, and you're doing, how many shows a week are you doing now? Well, I'm doing uh, because of my job going uh, back and forth, I do like uh, three on three off. I only do like two during the week that are guaranteed that week. But we do like one extra one on like uh, conspiracies or stuff that we think is right. weird throughout the right. world. We love it. Um, that's why we're going to get you on the Night Shift Top Secret Information to go over one of your favorite conspiracies and teach Anthony about it. So we're excited about that. Today we are breaking down uh, the case of, uh, I, I'm not even going to say this guy's name. It's a super Spanish name. You worked in <laughs> corrections. You want to give it a shot, Drew? Huh? Since you're yeah, a Dan, give it a shot. Daniello Cavalcante. You, you're, yeah, sure. uh, you were, say you were it three times the, fast. Daniel Cavalcante. I, uh, I usually just bring Stephen Hawking back from the grave and just speak it out. Well, I'm probably going to hell for that one for sure. Well, get I'm, I'm the life gonna, insurance policy. I'm going to do this guy uh, later on the day for the uh, psycho sociopath episode. He, if you go deep dive on uh, what kind of person he is, he's just a piece of shit. Just tell us about it. Uh, well, he actually uh, was. Uh, just give you a, a little bit of a summary. He uh, was actually arrested in Brazil for murdering somebody. Then he escaped from that jail, and uh, he made it all the way up to uh, uh, Pennsylvania and murdered somebody else. Just to, from Brazil to Pennsylvania. Yeah, he. Who he, did he murder in Brazil? Do you know? Uh, some uh, student. 
Okay. They didn't they didn't name or anything, so but, but not yeah. a loved one. Uh no, not that I could tell. I mean I'm Okay. Um so that but then he then he gets to Pennsylvania and he murders his girlfriend. Yeah. And gets sentenced to what? Five years? Ten years? <laughs> no, he was sentenced to life. I know I'm teasing. I mean, both, no, both, okay. both one, yeah. <laughs> Depending on where you're at. You can run over you can run over a mother and a child and get only like a couple of days in California. Right. So his uh, his actual quote, and, and I'm going a little bit forward here <clears throat> upon his capture was, "Look, I, I know I deserve to do some time for what I did, but not not the rest of my life." He mur- <laughs> like he stabbed this woman, and fr- this girl brought her kids over for a safer life in the United States. He stabbed them. He stabbed his girlfriend in front of those children. Yeah, he, he, he murdered he, his girlfriend in front of her, in front of her children. He was just misunderstood, though. Probably, yeah. We just didn't give him enough empathy when he came over here. Susan B. Yeah. Empathy, yeah, on the uh, <laughs> underground, the underground empathy railroad. Um, now you worked in corrections for for a, for a hot minute, and uh, until you moved on to much bigger and better things uh, and yeah. more money. Uh, and Did you ever work through a escapee? Uh, most of our escapes in Texas is all tra- uh, through Transpo. So every every one of them's through uh, transferring the inmate to one location to another. It, it may be hospital to a different unit to uh, uh, go work uh, outside. Cause, yeah, court. Uh, but it's just it just varies. But we try to like most most things like that. We try to keep uh, keep all the information in house. But sometimes they bash through the door, bash through the window, or someone uh, they get word out and someone helps them out. I mean, you can't really plan for everything, but you can prepare for everything. Right, and I imagine in Texas, like I know the rule here is that you can shoot an escaping prison from custody. Oh yeah, it's like oh, oh you can shoot them uh, if they are climbing the fence. If if they are that is considered a attempt of escape. Now, does that climb, happen? Does anybody get shot trying to escape? Uh, not. Not. I that feel like I, they need to uh, stage one. They should stage one. Like they should put like an under. Like you know, you remember those like sixty days in? They should be like, hey, while you're here, we're gonna stage. Uh, we're gonna stage a killing of you trying to escape because we've already got a fake persona and you're already in here fakely anyway. But just to like set the tone for everybody. Like we'll fire with a blank. We'll have like one of those exploding pop rocks in your fucking jacket, and blood will go everywhere, and then we'll clean it up. Yeah, just like um, a like a crash test that. dummy in a, in an inmate uniform. Just just you know, just like <laughs> like throw it from the other side of the fence so it sticks on the on the concertina. Yeah, and then just call everyone's attention. Look, oh my god, he's trying to escape, and they just go bam, 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 bam. <laughs> they shoot him, and they're like, "Well, we're just gonna leave him up there and let the crows get him." Oh yeah, like for an example, I, he put I'm, his head on a spike. <laughs> I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but <laughs> one instance. This is this is completely funny. Uh, one instance is uh, I found like a metal shaft. It was just a pipe, nothing like. Well, it's still dangerous because it's metal. But I sent it to my lieutenant. I was like, "Hey, look, I found this. Someone was hiding it." I was like, "Okay." Well, he looks over at one of the other inmates coming out from Chow and walking around. He's like, "Hey, we're gonna have to give you a random search." I was like, "All right." Well, he drops the pipe. This guy flips out and runs. We're in a prison. There's no one where you could run. Yeah, where are you going? 
Hey, I, I just stood there. I was like, I'm not running. He's like, I'm not either. He'll figure it out, hopefully. And he yeah. ran up to the desk. And they they radioed in. It's like, this guy's saying that he didn't he didn't have a pipe on him. And well, what's going on? I was like, oh, we, we, we messed with him. Okay, we're going to mess with him more. I mean, it just it's just an ongoing. <laughs> like, oh, you got a griff going. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. What was he going to do with the pipe? <clears throat> Beat somebody's ass? Well, you, no, it wasn't you could, his pipe. No, he, it wasn't his pipe. We just oh. we just ended up finding it during our searches and everything. Oh, I was working in the kitchen at the time, and they right. hide stuff in the kitchen. So yeah. one of the other shifts comes up and picks it up. Now going on like the transportation uh, of an inmate and everything. Uh, what we do is we verify through one tower to another tower, and we go in and we basically make sure that it's secure going out. After they're like 15, 20 minutes out, it's it's all up to the people that are uh, going on there. But if the, we actually do uh, have an escape, we do exactly the same thing with uh, Pennsylvania. The only difference that we do in Texas is we call the Texas Rangers. That's mm. that's about it. <laughs> mm. LaBeouf uh, from True Grit. Uh now, so this guy, let's go ahead and play this video and break this whole thing down. By the way, if you're watching live on YouTube, in the far right corner of your YouTube is like an emoji thing, and you can click that up and have an emoji party. Um, we like to do those on the minute every minute. You just smash the like button, smash the little hearty, or smash the little thumbs up on the side. So whenever you guys want to do that, there's somebody in the chat seems to be in charge of that. On the minute, every minute, do an emoji party for us. That helps us in the algorithm as well. Um, okay, so we have the layout of this prison. Go ahead and walk us through the layout of the prison really quickly, David. Um, what are we looking at here in this video? Uh, you, okay. you mentioned there's a guard tower pretty close by. How is he getting yeah. out of here? Well, uh, right here, uh, starting out this whole thing, is the guy on the right is uh, Igor. I just I can't. It's Russian, so I'm not going to even attempt to. Uh, uh, say it, but Igor Escapesky. Yeah, yeah, Igor Escapesky. <laughs> but he actually uh, escaped in May this year, and I, I'm guessing this is the same guy. He actually taught uh, Daniel uh, how to. We'll call him Dan. Dan to escape <laughs> uh, off of this. What he does is he it, go ahead and play that real quick. It's quick five seconds or so see how he's just they called it a crab crawl uh but basically he uh set his feet on one wall set his hands on the other and just climbed up doing that one and it's actually bizarro uh, it, it's actually a feat of uh exercise i've done it a couple of times and it hurts your core yeah but, a lot of athleticism there but i mean he's in prison so he's probably got prison strength oh yeah 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 yeah, but, well, also, he, he's that dude is uh, five foot tall. He's like jockey. What? He, he's like so, two feet taller than you, Tansy, but he's whoa. he's like five feet tall. He's so like Sarah Kelch. He's just a little. Yeah, that's like a like a mini, mini Sarah Kelch. Only uh, he has feet, not mermaid fins. Uh, could you imagine her trying to crab walk up there, by the way? But uh, at any rate, he's uh, he, he's just small in stature, so there's probably not a whole lot of weight. I do get that. Man, that's going to be murder on the abs, but he's, uh, no pun intended, but but he's uh, he's probably got the strength uh, to do it. Like, you know, you, you would think he's all one of those do, guys from is, Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, all they do in, in prison is exercise and do a lot of art and everything. And some of them, I'll, a hand, hand of God, best artist you could possibly pick up oh i don't doubt that I, jonathan I, I, bates 
yeah, I've seen a lot. <laughs> Really great artwork. Now, if I've, you go I've drawn with, a lot of penises in my time. And I feel like if I went to prison, I would my mark would be like a penis everywhere. All over Afghanistan, like people would tag, you know, like what unit they were on, like what vehicles they destroyed or found or whatever. And I would always like put a giant penis and they're like, dude, that's that's the symbol you want to leave as a, as a circumcised cock. By the way, nobody yeah. draws uncircumcised penises. That is true. <laughs> right. That's true. So, uh, yeah. that is true. Well, they're, they're for, called for all you anteaters out there, for all you anteaters out there that try to uh, claim your existence and and uh, argue with me. They which do one's do better. It on a marble. Even do you know what's crazy is in Afghanistan, like nobody's circumcised over there. They're all like uncircumcised, but they still draw yeah. circumcised penises. Even the Afghans do. So, yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, <laughs> something about a fresh cut penis. People like to draw. Uh, but uh, so, okay. So, so the guy over here, the Russian with the, sh the no shirt and the excessive tattooing across his body. Um, what's now, in it for him? It. I, I, you'd be surprised. I mean, when uh, I, a pack of smokes, I, a beach. No, just because you're bored. I mean, yeah. I had, uh, Yo -ho. yeah, I got warrants for uh, non-payment of, uh, uh, tickets and I just set them out and I had one guy because I wasn't everybody else was cuffed up I would just yeah. walked in and they're and they're like why don't you run you, you're not even cuffed blah 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 they just want to see something funny I was like no I'm not gonna be that guy right right but so so this guy literally he was just like yo can you help me escape and just be my lookout yeah and the guy just does it yeah you'd be surprised well, there's an infinite, like an infinite amount of time to discuss how you're going to escape and get out of there. I mean, we, you know, we had a pretty significant jail escape plot when I was an intelligence detective down here in Hillsborough County that I worked. Uh, that's going to be covered on a on an episode of um, uh, Hard Time with uh, Jonathan Bates on Patreon. But um, these guys literally have nothing to do but sit around and oh, yeah. plot their escape. I mean, you know, like days and months and, and, and like the, the, the plot was elaborate to the, to the, like, we know which guards are going to be working on which days. We know which holidays they're going to be most lax. We know which guards, uh, you know, we, we know what exit to get through. We know to set up a pro visit with an attorney so we can escape out that door. Like they just, they have nothing but time. And, and that's, that's the danger. And David, I'm sure we'll go into it, but I mean, it's, it's a staffing issue also. Like, you can't be everywhere at once. And when you're in control of 40 or 50 inmates and you're just one dude, um, you, you can't, your eyes and your ears can't be everywhere at once. Yeah, we had uh, such bad of uh, staffing that having them go out and wreck and, and we don't like opposing it. You want to get them to go outside, see some sun, get get some fresh air because you're those prisons are just you will remember a smell. I can smell. I can run. <laughs> oh, for it. sure. I, I can and still I, smell the fucking I can prison. tell you. Yeah. And it's just an extinct smell. It's like bologna and, and <laughs> I was just going to say that bologna. body odor like dirty it's like bologna, bologna and body. Yeah. Like body odor and bologna mixed with like stinky feet. <laughs> If I had a sommelier break it down, I'd be like, hmm, hint of stinky feet, a little bit of B.O., yeah. and a lot of bologna. Dirty sock. Yeah. It's very savory. It's a very savory stench. It's a, it's a lot worse at the woman's prison, though. I went. Oh. 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 Dude, I went into a, a female locker room after a soccer game one time. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, not hot at all. 
Mm-mm. Oh, bro, Mm-mm. that is a smell Mm-mm. that will never leave. Mm. But yeah, on the staffing issue, I mean, even even when I was working there, I mean, we I worked there during the uh, uh, the 2008. Uh, housing crash and everybody was out of work so you know just work at a prison for a while and uh everybody there that's the only time they literally said it's like this has been five six years that we hadn't had this many people whenever the economy tanks everybody goes to prison uh goes to the prison to work and mm-hmm. that we were doing wreck constantly we're doing all we were supposed to but a lot of stuff gets like uh knocked down I mean, Rex's main one. We try to get them to do Rex, and sometimes you can't do that. But going on how he escaped, uh, there's literally a roof that he ran across, and there was a fence like underneath the uh, the the first fence because there was two fence. We we at uh, at Texas we have two fences and everything, but there was a guard tower right in front of the wreck yard, like most most prisons have it so they they have keep an eye out and if if anybody's escaping or anything like that they can go ahead and tell them now doing that it, you're as soon as they go out for wreck the person's supposed to be out now a lot of people do get uh very comfortable uh, at, at work so they'll just glaze over there real quick and there's some people that are like gun ho and they're like you can see them binoculars, the AR-15 on their back, ready to go, shotgun on the side, them having the, the pistol, re- just ready for action. <laughs> Sweat <laughs> outline of the AR-15 on their back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, everybody's going to have a job to where they have one of those, uh, a couple of group of people that just don't really care, and they just, they're there to pick up a paycheck. It's right, the happen. Epstein, the, the the security guards at the Epstein Hall. Oh yeah, that was you totally mean those not. agents. Yeah, not to no. deviate from that, but like really quick, because um, I know. Listen, if you go on your YouTube and you hit the like and subscribe button, that would be great. But there's also a little dollar sign next to the chat. I'm not asking you to pay, but just above that is like a little emoji things, and those are free. You can send like little hearts and things like that. That's what YouTube is really pushing that right now, and it helps the algorithm. So I know it's gay, I know it's stupid, and we don't want to do it. But fucking hit that little thing above the dollar sign, and a little thing will pop up with all the hearts and smiley faces. It doesn't cost you any money, and do it now if you want to leave a couple of bones. And we're never going to say no. I mean, look, y'all paid $900 for this glory mullet. I always pay back. When money starts flowing in from these super chats and things, I always give it back to the people some way or another. Maybe we'll get Drew a mullet with the next batch. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah hit those little emoji party things. Somebody do it on the minute every minute. Just help us out in the algorithm. What do you think about the Epstein thing? Emoji party for the Epstein thing. You think yeah. he killed himself? Uh, I think, okay, from A to Z, uh, when 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 someone asked uh, asked me about it, uh, one the cameras are in a uh, control center. All right, hold on, hold all, on, stop, all, like, all, hang all. on, hang on, stop really quick, stop really quick. Okay. I feel like this is going to be a good clip, so let's start it like this. I'm going to intro it as a clip for YouTube. Uh, okay, go, go. David, Angry three, Me two, Podcast. One. All right, ready? Three, two, one. David from Angry Me Podcast. Uh, you have a extensive background in corrections. While we have you on the show, I really have one question that I need to ask you uh, to all of our followers, to everyone, really. What do you think about the Epstein 
suicide. Do you think that's a real thing or from a correction officer's point of view, what do you think about that? Well, there's several things like the cameras uh, being turned off. You have to go to a control, uh, control room in Texas. You have to literally ask somebody, show your ID, get all the stuff, turn it down. And, it, and no one has a key other than a captain or, or a major. So it had to been someone high up doing that. Second, whenever someone's on a suicide watch, we grab a chair, face his uh, cell, and just watch him. That's it. That's, that's your job for the day. You don't do anything else. Someone actually has to relieve you. And you're like peering in there for like 15 minutes. So saying that, someone killed him. Really? You think so? There's no I, doubt. You don't think that they, you don't think the narrative of them sleeping for eight hours and not doing their walk arounds for eight hours, you don't think that's plausible or probable? No, that's plausible too. But <laughs> <laughs> do you guys sleep and, a lot in the prisons? No. no. No, we do not. Wait a minute, I'm out. I don't have to worry about it. We do. We did a lot. I, mean, we, I was working nights. And someone, someone literally watched my beard grow. That's that's now, how much is it, is it common practice, though? Like if somebody commits suicide in the, the jail to not do any investigation and not take any pictures and just remove the body and take it to the hospital and do CPR on it the whole way, even though he's been dead for a couple hours? Is that common practice? That's what happened with the Epstein uh, suicide. Yeah, no, that's that's one of the whole the whole everybody's saying the theory is like oh no he no no everybody's agreeing that it was a murder because you have no data data of it they're hiding it so well supposedly and i've i've had people tell me it's like no 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 there, there's got to be i was like no there's no doubt he he got murdered. really no doubt he got murdered no doubt man that is uh i don't know why he didn't just try to escape like um emilio estevez here what about uh, <laughs> that's not his name, is it? What what about a coerced suicide? What about a forced suicide? I mean, you'd still Which have is still to, a murder. It's still a murder. I mean, yeah. But like, how do you how do you trick the guards into going to sleep for six hours and not doing suicide watch? Like, how do how do they get, how do they conspire? How do you conspire with the guards? That's what I'm missing on that case. It's like, how did they conspire with those guards to make sure not only did they have to make sure that the cameras were off, but they also had to make sure that these guards didn't walk by every 50. Yeah, David, I, 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 I got a true or false on this one. Uh, first of all, in that control room, and, and, and I have questions about the Daniello case here too. I mean, he, he crab walked right in front of a door. There's no better camera area than right in front of the door because they need to see who, who's trying to buzz themselves in. But uh, when, there's a, when there's a monitor out or a camera out in that control room, what do you think the turnaround to repair is? You know what I mean? We, we had a couple of cameras out that we couldn't fix. I mean, they were there for show sometimes, but eventually they did fix. <laughs> so, but- so, okay, so th- that being said, and just like you said, on Suicide Watch, you just you pull up a chair probably and turn it backwards and, you know, you're staring into the cell or whatever. But wouldn't it be, especially if you can't remotely watch this guy because the camera's out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I, think, I think you're making a great point. Like, there's... Listen, there's too many things stacked that would not normally happen. And and if if they're just like, 
I know, guys. I said the same thing. It's all just crazy. Like, prove it otherwise. You're, you're never going to prove it otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and, and going on Tansy, the reason why they got the, the officers to actually uh, go in, they have something nowadays, what we like to call money. And if you pay somebody, <laughs> they'll, they'll do it. Yeah. I mean, 20 bucks yeah, is 20 crazy. bucks. Dude, 20 but, bucks is 20 bucks. I love it. But going on 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 uh, what Drew said, it it really is uh, turning off all the stuff. You have to have higher up. Uh, you you do not. I mean, I'm surprised they had somebody. If we do it like maybe about two weeks, do a suicide watch or or less, depending on if he if he's just. I mean, they play all the all the time, and like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be with my celly, so I'm gonna go ahead and uh, fake a suicide. So they go in, go to Eleven Building, someone watches them, that's done. But having someone go in quite quickly, uh, that we usually put them in SAG after they do a suicide. They don't go to their their cell or go into like general population after that. They we watch them for like. It's basically we're trying to punish them as best we can because good good point they're just faking. Yeah, but so I mean, even get, as a low level private in the army, when somebody's on suicide watch and basic training or at one of these crazy schools, you know, you when you're even at it, the lowest ranking private's always the ones that are going to sit and watch the suicide watch. But it's crazy, like you know, as a low ranking private, that like this if this dude kills himself, you're fucked. Like you're oh, probably yeah. going to go to jail because you were supposed to be watching him. So like, oh yeah, even at the lowest level, you would not you would make sure that fuck even if he were kidding, like even if they drank a cap of bleach and was like, ah, I can't commit to that, and they drank a cap of bleach, you know, like you know, even though you know he's bullshit, like you don't you take it so seriously because you're like, dude, this dude's not going to fucking die on my watch. I'm not going to be that but guy. With in that scenario though, Eric, there's an endless supply of low level privates, and, and in this scenario, like they're completely understaffed, and when you've got you know, you, you can't with direct supervision, you can't you, you, you can't deviate from the, you know, like there's minimum staffing levels and they're not going to let a bunch of people out of jail because we don't have enough depth, uh, uh, you know, guys coming into work at night. You know what I mean? So they got to right. make do somewhere. They're just going to have to cut a position here and cut a position there because you, you think suicide watch, watch the, would be the last one that you cut. Yeah, it's got to be super bad be, PR for the prison to no. have people die in prison. I mean. Yeah. We'll, we'll cut the showers before we cut uh, suicide watch because it, it looks bad on the facility. Because if you have so many suicides. And the warden, who I'm sure is voted in. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that. No, I think they're appointed, yeah, right? Or they're they're promoted. He's within. Yeah, he's promoted. Okay, it, go, it goes from, you know, CL1 to warden. You can actually be a CL1 and eventually make it to warden. Hmm. And sometimes they have degrees and sometimes they don't. But they. I, I think. They promoted. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I just I, I think the burden comes with having to pay the family. Like you, you're not you're never going to convince a family that a guy killed himself in jail, even though he very obviously killed himself in jail. But you're, you're going to have to pay for that that death. You're, it's an in custody death, basically. Like, uh, that's just that's a fact of life. Depending depending on what ha they they do uh, in house uh, investigation, and, and sometimes they they get a. a uh, Texas Department of um, uh, Public Safety involved, yeah, which is the Rangers, uh, and they do an, an investigation. We have like all 
like cops and everything, they have like, you know, uh, uh, in-house uh, investigators to, right. to find out if, if what happened, what happened. We've got a question in the chats for you real quick. It's from Stephen Williams. By the way, guys, if you're in the chats and you have a question, um, if you super chat a question, we're definitely 100% going to answer it. Will Cray didn't have a question, but he said he has a boner. Um, not sure what that was about, but listen, for two bucks, I'll say boner. It says take this That's boner. I'll boner. do it for $2 super chat. I'll say take this boner. <laughs> Um, but within reason, if you super chat it, we'll say it. But uh, sometimes I do catch out of the glimpse of my eye uh, a, a good question. This is from Stephen Williams. Are guards, and this is for you, David, are guards yeah. like cops or is their intention to uphold the law a little more likely to sway? Uh, technically, it, uh, a lot of uh, a friend of mine was from Alabama and they're actually officers of the law in Alabama if you're working in corrections. It's depending on what state you're in. Uh, you uh, Texas, they are not law enforcement. Uh, we do help out if we see somebody help, uh, but that's basic, basic, hum, uh, good human, uh, humanity. But in a way we are cops that don't get firearms when we're doing like, uh, patrol, uh, patrols or counts and stuff like that. Uh, we verify everything is on the up and up. If there's something, a problem with the inmate, we go in and if it's first uh if it's first aid it's first aid if it's just hey he's having a bad day because his girlfriend broke up with him because she just realized that hey he's not getting any out anytime soon so i'm gonna have to find someone else to su uh, support me and provide me with the d you know it happens mm. but basically we are there to make sure a nobody dies Nobody gets hurt, and they they run their term. They go through the motions of their prison life. That's that's all we basically do. Right, and right. a lot of people. You know, I uh, one of my favorite stories uh, from my law enforcement career field, um, which I I don't think this made the book. Um, and the book will be coming out in July 2024. Get ready. Um, big news on that, hopefully next week. Uh, we're still waiting on the big news. But uh, anyway, so I had a call about 4 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, and, um, and, and nobody wanted it. We were all sitting behind a church. It was a domestic violence call. Nobody really wanted to go. And so what they're going to do is call the, the closest officer. And I, that was the one night my rookie called in sick. And so there was there was no way I was going to get out of this if I was the one called. Well, they picked the car at the end of the long line of cars that were sitting behind the church doing nothing, which happened to be my car. So I uh, ended up having to go at four o'clock in the morning, getting off at six uh, to this house for a domestic violence situation. When I got there, I knocked on the door and I was frustrated. I was grumpy. I didn't want to be there. It was a known neighborhood that where they're not very cooperative of police. They hate the police. They're always talking shit about the police, but they call the police all the fucking time, 24 hours a day. My son won't give me his cell phone or my mom took my cell phone. I mean, it's just constant barrage of police calls from the people who hate the cops the most. Uh, makes no sense. So I was a little bit grumpy going over there because they're, they're all like children in that neighborhood. And I get to the house, I knock on the door and the door slightly opens and the woman, it was like, I'm fine. Boom. Shuts the door. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That is not how this works. I drove all the way out here. It's four o'clock in the morning. So I knocked on the door. She opened it again. I put my foot in the doorway and I said, come on outside. I need to talk to you. <clears throat> so she comes outside 
And she says, everything's good. And I was like, no, no, no. Uh, there was a man that called 911. He said that he had hurt his scrotum. And I need to talk to that man who has hurt his scrotum. And I hear a man go, oh. And so I push past into the living room. And there's a man, butt naked, very long dreads, sitting on the couch with a pillow. A bloody red pillow over his lap. And I was like, hey, man, what's going on? Uh, what's underneath the pillow? Um, he was like, I don't got any weapons, man. I don't got any weapons. I promise. I was like, I know. I, it looks like you're bleeding pretty bad, though. He was literally, the puddle of blood was dripping off of the couch. It was puddling up. And I was like, I need to see what's going on under there. He lifts up the pillow. And I go, oh, my gosh. And he was like, oh, is it that bad? And I was like, oh, no. Um, just put that pillow on it and hold pressure, please. And um, he was missing his 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 balls and his penis. Um, from what I could tell, it was hard to see what he was missing because it was so bloody and gross. But definitely wasn't okay down there. And he's like, is it gone? And I was like, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know. Let's get an ambulance here. So I call for an ambulance uh, quickly, 1018, as they say. And so the uh, the, uh, the ambulance is showing up. And um, it's a little blonde girl. And she's like, what's going on, Tansy? Is this, is this worth it? Or did he just like get kicked in the balls or what's up? And I was like, I don't know. It's, it's not too big of a deal. She walks in. She's like, all right, move your pillow. What's going on? Oh, my God. And he's like, man, that's what the other fucking cop said, man. He's like, is it gone? She was like, I don't know. And he he was like, man, this is fucked up, man. And she's like, oh my God. She looked at me and she's like, you're an asshole. And I was like, ah, didn't look that bad. Um, and so I start questioning the woman um, who's just wearing a robe that's tied um, together. And um, she tells me that her husband did this. And I said, well, what's your husband's name? And she gives me the husband's name. I go back to my car. Well, the husband is serving a life sentence in prison. So now I know she's lying. And I walk back over to her and I said, okay, I'm going to give you one. I said, ma'am, listen, it's five o'clock in the morning. I can arrest you for resist, delay and obstruct because you wouldn't let me in the house because you tried to hold the door because you've been yelling and screaming at me the whole time. Like I am on the edge of making you a suspect and just taking you to jail, regardless if you're a suspect for resisting and delaying my, my investigation. So I ask you a question and I'm in a terrible mood right now. Um, because regardless of how you answer this, I'm getting off late. So please help yourself by helping me. You're going to tell me who did this. And if you lie to me and say it was your husband again, I'm not even going to fuck with you. I'm putting you in handcuffs. I'm taking you directly to jail. She's like, well, do you want me to lie to you? Um, or do you want me to tell you the truth, even though you're going to take me to jail for it? And I was like, take, tell me the truth. I guess just, I want the truth. She's like, my husband did. I was like, turn around, put your hands behind your back. So she does. And I hook her up and then she starts to scream and cry when her kids start walking down the hallway and she's cussing and her robe falls off and her titties are out and the whole nine yards. And it's, it's you know, I drag her out. She's kicking and screaming. I put her in my cop car and she's yelling at me and I sit down and I ask the kids, I didn't even know there was kids in the house at the time. And now I'm like, Hey guys, do you guys know what happened tonight? Like, is everything okay? And he was like, my daddy came over and was fighting with that man over there. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, is your daddy so-and-so? And they were like, yeah. So I called the corrections facility. I'm like, well, the only thing I can think of is this guy escaped and came over here and you know, ripped this guy's dick off. So I call the prisons and I'm, and it's this guy serving a life sentence. I, one, I didn't even know this prison was there. It was a low, um, what, what do you call low it? Key. A low, low, what is it? Low security, low, low security. Yeah. It was a low key, uh, a prison that I didn't even know existed in my yeah, own district. Yeah. I thought it was like a mental institute, to be honest with you. Um, or like just like some kind of like corrections hotel, you know, it, it didn't, 
really, except for the barbed wire fence, you couldn't really tell that it was a prison. And I call him and I give the guy the name and they're like, well, hold on, we'll get back to you. And they're like, yeah, he got off for work release today. He's got to be at his job site at seven. And I was like, well, at about 4.30, he was at this house doing this and that. And they're like, well, yeah, we let them out about 4.15 because they have to either walk or get a taxi. And, and, you know, depending on the time, you know, they can't be late. So we let them out about 4 a.m. So they get to work by 7. So what happened was that this man was sentenced in Virginia to this life sentence. And so they, he was sentenced to the prison in North Carolina and the, the family, his wife moved down about four blocks from the prison so that they could do visitations easy. Well, because he got out on this Friday, he got out at 4am and realized I got three hours to kill before I have to be at work. So he goes over there, lets himself in with a key. I don't know where he got the key from walks into the back bedroom. She's in bed with another naked man. So he, in a fit of rage, jumps on the naked man. The naked man just wakes up, doesn't know that she's married or has a husband that's in prison, freaks out, rolls off the bed. So now naked man is on top of prisoner man. And freaked out, he stands up to get away from uh, arrested man, suspect man, prison man. And as he's standing up with all of his adrenaline and fear, homeboy reached up and grabbed uh, the sack of this man's penis as he was standing up while well, he was pulling one way, the man was standing the other way and it completely de-sleeved the testicles, <laughs> completely de-sleeved the testicles. It was the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I've got a picture of it. It was just insane to see the whole sack was on the floor. I went and saw it. It looked like a little, like a little uh, crown Royal purse, like a little crown Royal bag, just sitting yeah. on the thing. Yeah, I didn't good. even know that it could happen. Like a little ghost from Pac-Man. Oh, yes. It was uh, just absolutely incredible. But this man, and so we had to get the U.S. Marshals involved and everything, and he actually went to work afterwards. He still had the man's sack skin underneath his fingernails, um, you know, which... which you know, was the ceiling, the, the, the kind of icing on the cake for that case. Um, and yes, I got off very late and I had to make an, a huge apology, but I just didn't think that that could possibly happen. Um, how normal is it for people serving a life sentence to get out on work releases? Uh, uh not very hard. We, we, we do rodeos here. Uh, I mean, yo, there was a, that's there was insane. A, there was Pryor, there, yeah. There was a Richard Pryor, uh, Gene, uh, Gene, uh, he did, uh, uh Gene Wilder. yeah, Gene Wilder. Yeah, there's a whole movie about that. Uh, we we do it's down in Huntsville. Yeah, it was down in uh, it's down in Huntsville. They do. I don't know if they do it anymore, but yeah, we ha- we have rodeos here, and we just let them, you know, do rodeo. And yeah, I, I could t- go ahead. It's all depending on if the inmate is well behaved. That's that's I, basically it. I, I could tell you that the the jail escape plot that I worked. It was four inmates. We identified three of them. One of them uh, was in for um, murdering his girlfriend. One of them was serving a life sentence for murdering a shop owner, but it was commuted from a death sentence. And one of them had just been sentenced to 40 years for a series of robberies in the city of Tampa. And they were all three trustees within the jail so they had they had open and free access to a lot of areas in the jails that some of the other inmates didn't have and they were going to have our informant smuggle in a gun and they were going to stick it up in the in the closet that they had access to they all had access to this one closet that nobody ever checked and they knew 
uh, but they were all trustees. Like the word trust is right in the word trustees. They, they, you know, trustees are the ones that, that do maintenance work around the, you know, mm-hmm. clean or they do whatever around the jail or yep. outside in the district offices or whatever. These particular guys, they never left the jail, but they were trustees. They were trusted inmates and uh, they were murderers. Yeah. A lot of the uh, uh, maintenance that go around in the facility and everything's done by inmates, not by actual people. They, they go into Central, grab their tools, go out, fix wood, uh, plumbing and everything. I mean, there was one guy that uh, did some horrible stuff, I found out, and he was just, he had a mop and broom, and that's all he did. And he seemed like a nice person, but, you know, you never know sometimes with the, some of the people. That's why I, I tell everybody that works corrections or any, any kind of jail or anything like that, the person will be the nicest person you possibly meet, and they'll stab you in the back. Yeah, that's why they're in prison. So this guy, he yeah. gets up, he moves across the the thing. What did he do? Jump over the fence after that, off the roof? Yeah, that that's one thing that got me was the the fact that there's a fence right behind the uh, the tower. We and, yeah, there you go. Yeah, here's yeah, the yeah, image, yeah. and we'll put these images up on the uh, the Instagram. Go and follow us at Filler to stop on our Instagram. But here's a picture of the thing. Yeah, that looks very odd. But the guard tower's right there. Yeah, I mean, it, it the the tower itself. From just, I would have to do a, a program just to find out how, how tall that tower is, but it looks, you know, I gotta mean, be 20 feet. Tower. Yeah. But I mean, 20 you, feet you or have, higher. Yeah. Cause you have to see the, the, the fence line right there. I mean, yeah. He just walked out, jumped off of the, uh, the, uh, the first gray thing, uh, the gray roof. The roof, yeah. Yeah, jumped down, went past. He got past the tower, and our towers are outside the fence line. So, and he climbed that fence and uh, ran out. Yeah, and how does he get over the razor wire without just fucking shredding and mutilating his body? From what the warden said, he said he just he just busted right through. I mean, Jeez. you could get like he's a little guy too, though. You know what I mean? That's like true. I, I don't like you probably don't get too caught up in that. Well, they also give out wool bat uh blankets and if you get a lot of them and you i I mean there's a whole you know theory you could go on how he actually until you actually talk to the person right you can't i mean i've i've heard stories is like the reason why uh they have those uh dental flosses that like are hooks and that's all they can have they can't have like full-on dental flosses because what they do is is they take the dental floss uh soak it in toothpaste and it makes it a little bit harder and they'll cut a fence line just to kill somebody They'll, they'll cut uh, cut it on the bottom part and cut it on the top part and pull pull it so they have an opening and just go after and kill somebody if they have a, a mark on them. Yeah, uh, it, it, it all, all the stuff. I mean, just the ingenuity of you know when you don't have anything else better to do with your life. I mean, the right. speakers are freaking great too. They have makeshift speakers where they just grab cardboard, they get a razor, they do circles, put a magnet on it, and. There you what? go. And they're really good speakers. <laughs> That's crazy. So he gets out of this this prison. And he goes on this this manhunt and uh, and it, listen, I, I've done scenarios like this in Seer School where I had to escape and then survive after escaping. Um, and law enforcement, it's not easy at all. One, you're completely hungry. You constantly have to move because those dogs, you, you know, you can outrun you can outrun them, but you can't 
outsmart them necessarily. Like I even moved through creeks um, and water for long distances and got out of the water. So I thought I had a break, sat down for about two and a half hours and then, you know, the hounds, the hounds figure it out. And you're like, Oh, I got to get back up and keep going, you know, and and the elements, I mean, this was hot. I mean, it's Pennsylvania. It's not cool outside yet. When he escaped, it's, it's not fall yet. Um, you know, but the good news is, is that in in this time frame, all the blackberries and blueberries and things were in in season, so lots of things to forage about. But like, it's not easy running from the law. And he got into some thick, thick woods to where even the fleer uh, wasn't able to pick him up. And I thought that was interesting. Um, but yeah, how long was he on the road? Was it fourteen was days? Just, I think. Yeah, that is a long point. time, dude. That is well, a he long also, time to be living outside. He he stole a van. And then he stole a uh, twenty-two rifle too. Uh, in, the in the van, yeah. The, the the van was the most disheartening thing because they they were doing this intense manhunt and they they had him on lockdown. They were very convinced that they had him within the perimeter. He he had broken into two homes to steal some food and you know he was caught on a trail camera. So they're like, we got him. We know he's in this thing. Then all of a sudden they realize. Like David said, he, he stole this van and they're like, God dang it. It's like back to the drawing board because mm. now he has a means to get out of that perimeter. They were very confident he was within that perimeter. By the way, yeah. when he stole the 22 with the scope on it, he walked into the garage. The homeowner was in the garage. He saw the, the 22 in the corner and he grabbed it. The homeowner took out a, 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 a pistol and fired at him, <laughs> uh, but I think he missed him. Well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. a Hawaii practice. That is crazy. <laughs> um, oh yeah, this whole thing was weird. But he, he, you know, he gets caught. What happens to him now? So knowing that he's going back to prison, does he go back to the same prison? And what do the guards kind of? What kind of punishment do they all face? Uh, the, like I said, it's going to go into an investigation to where they uh, find out what happened. Like I, I, I found like a hair. And I thought one of the officers was asleep. The officer that was in the tower was asleep. And that's the reason why, you know, but that was scrubbed for some reason. But it's they they tried to put them in the same facility, but they put them in a solitaire and then they transfer to a different facility uh, eventually, probably about a week, maybe a month at that time. But he's he's stuck in a solitary. He can't go out. He can't he can't do anything. Because they they put it on a record that he's an escape risk. Mm. It, so, and how and long it, do you think that goes? That, how long does that go on his record? That's days. Once you're a Forever. flight risk, and I've I've talked to uh, inmates that they did a a, a flight risk uh, because he he didn't hear the officer, and he went to a different direction, and that was considered escape, and the officer <laughs> was a douchebag. And uh, wrote it up as an escape. I mean, it damn. does happen, but and then that, that loses them privileges forever. Uh, no, you've in, oh. I've I've seen inmates that end up uh, doing like uh, little belt work and stuff like that, and they they have it on their record that they escape. But they uh, over time, it stays on your record that you're a flight risk. But it, eventually, you can take that uh, not take it off your record, but prove that you you're willing to right. uh, do your time. Right. Gotcha. Um, Cause flight, flight risk is, or, or escape risk is going to get you certain 
restrictions within a jail. So even if you serve your sentence and you go back later on in life, you're you're going to have that escape risk moniker if you're in the State Department of Corrections database as having uh, escape risk. We, we had a guy that escaped from the Hillsborough Jail that literally escaped from the Hillsborough Jail like two or three years prior. He was a known escape risk, and he was just in the, uh, the transportation bay sweeping, and a deputy was coming into work, and he was like, man, that's odd. <laughs> I remember when he escaped. Why, why, I don't know why they've removed his escape risk and he went in the it went in the jail the deputy went in the jail and the inmate walked right out i mean like he he was in that uh, area because he was in the process of escaping but uh but once you get that and and by the way when um you know david will tell you once an escape occurs the the aftermath is a complete forensic investigation mm-hmm. it, it is probably more intensive than a homicide investigation because they got nothing but time and they'll send you know detectives law enforcement detectives they'll send uh corrections expert you know subject matter experts from the state from the you know from the federal side like everybody comes in to make sure that there's not some kind of um like security leak that can bleed to other jails one but two they want to figure out what the problem is within that jail itself like, how, what, where are their, why are they so exposed? And why was this guy able to get out for so long? Yeah. Uh, what happens during that time frame is uh, the facility gets locked down after three counts don't, that don't match up with the books. Then uh, we find out he's not, th- uh, he's legitimately not there. Uh, the whole facility's locked down. Everybody's getting peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Uh, they're sent out, uh, a couple of officers are sent out, uh, they call the dog boys, which is actually inmates that take care of the dogs. So most of the time it's your own people that are chasing after you and, uh, verify on a lot of the houses that are in that facility. It's like, Hey, the, the facility has their number. They're calling up, Hey, we have an inmate. I mean, there's even signs around the facility. If you see a person in a white outfit, which if you're a painter and you're going around a fits, uh, uh, jail, you're going to get, we're going to get a call (laughs) and they just go out. They, uh, toss the room. And if he has a celly, he has a celly and they go through his stuff too. And they verify X, Y, and Z what happened, how long he was planning this. Uh, they backtrack all of his mail and see if they can find a code. I mean, it's, it's like running a, a toothbrush to clean a toilet it's not necessary yeah. but you still have some people do it an intensive uh search of the cell just to see you know like the stuff written on the back of the pictures who the pictures are of like any contact yeah. he's had it's it's pretty intensive you run his phone calls you run you know everything yeah uh, and everything's recorded and looked through i mean the inmates don't get like closed mail at all they, all of it's open no matter mm-hmm. who you are. Well, so, we've so, come to the. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Te- go ahead. Just one quick thing. Tactical is, is telling us uh, he was transferred to SCI Phoenix, which is a maximum security in the same area. So he's he's locked down. Like he's not. They're not going to make that mistake twice. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, good for him. And uh, <laughs> I'm glad he got caught. And listen, like, like I, I, there was a lot of backlash about the people getting a. Uh, celebrity style photo with him afterwards and thought that was cheesy uh would i be a part of that 
personally, no, uh, because I don't like um, officers trying to take any clout. Uh, everything is a team effort in law enforcement um, when it comes from dispatchers who are taking the calls and articulating the calls to the helicopter pilots that are that are closing the guy in to the dogs closing them in. And so, you know, um, I've always been more of like, you know, a team oriented, you know, quiet professional type character uh but i at the same time i also i also understand why they did it and and most cops are like fuck yeah that's super cool um now listen if it's a shooting or something like that you know i i would i would probably get in the picture but i wouldn't post it or anything like that i don't but i don't have a problem with it um if they want to do that if they want to be in a picture look they all worked hard they kind of deserve it um that's that's the decision they made i don't think that uh you know, just because I wouldn't do it doesn't mean that they shouldn't have done it. I, I don't have a problem with it. Listen, I mean, it, it's a victorious thing. I think we need to celebrate our victories more than we do anyway. You know, I think a lot of times they spend more time trying to condone or, or try to comfort somebody who was just an officer involved shooting. And, and I think that comes with a weight of remorse or a sadness that's over you. And I think there needs to be just a little bit more celebration of taking that life. Like you live, this is your life day. We should celebrate this every year. Not as the year that this guy died, but the day that you lived and, um, congratulations for being well-trained and, and, uh, you know, and, and literally a better survivor than this guy and, and you should be celebrated for it. But, uh, that's just me in my opinion. I don't have a problem with the, with the picture though. I'm glad you don't either, Drew. Uh, I thought, I it, you know, it's a motivating picture. You know, those guys it's- look good. They look strong, you know, yeah, it's not only motivating. It's it's it, you know this is the deterrent that you don't have to shoot the dummy on the uh, on the fence. This should be the message to everybody else that's that's contemplating this escape that they're not going to play around. I mean, that's yeah, it's kind of a message. Fourteen days, it's a good message. I, and I and I can tell you, like from experience, from you know, we have let our people, uh, our share of people, out of the Hillsborough County uh, Jail. You know, it was pre deten- it was pre trial detention, but we have let our share of people out by mistake. Or people, you know, uh, swapping out wristbands or uh, I told you about that guy that escaped or the escape plot that we had. And I'm going to tell you right now, when something like that happens, uh, first of all, there's like, don't quote me on this. There's probably about 40,000 inmates that run through that facility per year. You're bound to make a mistake here and there as as much as the public doesn't want to believe it. uh, But you're bound to make a mistake here and there. But when something like that happens, it is all hands on deck. And we were the unit, when I was in criminal intelligence, we were the unit that handled jail escapes. There was an actual jail detective that we would work hand in hand with, but this would be the hot ball case. And I, I am, I'm telling you, th- these are those are some of the cases where I worked 36 straight hours. I'm not, like, it wasn't like, Oh, he worked 12 hours Monday, 12 hours Tuesday. 12. No, I'm talking about I went into work on Monday morning and I got home Wednesday evening and, and maybe caught a cat nap of 10, 15 minutes here and there. And I wasn't the only one. Like, I'm not, but it, that's how these cases go. So if you've been up for 48 straight hours and you're on the trail of this guy that fucking murdered his girlfriend in cold blood and then had the balls to escape from our facility. Uh, I have no problem with you taking a picture of them. You, you didn't beat them up, and uh, you know they just stood there. And it's not like they paraded around like a show pony. They stood there for ten seconds, took a picture, and moved on. I mean, Jesus Christ, get yeah. over it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with it either. I, I'm just the kind of guy that's just like, eh, I'm not even going to be a part of the picture because I know like society is going to eat it up, and I know that people are going to talk yeah. shit, and I just don't want to be in that. Uh, but now that I'm not a cop, I could give two shits. Like, I'll be in any picture that you want to put me in. You know, <laughs> People always, all the time, they come and visit the distillery, and they're like, hey, um, 
can I? And I'm like, you want a picture? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, dude, let's go. Like, he's like, oh, you know, now I just kind of put it out there. Hey, if you want a picture, you can take one. But my problem, my fear of that is I'm like, hey, if you want to take a picture with you, can they're like, no, I don't. <laughs> then you're like, damn, oh, cool. Well, we're going to take one sucks. anyway. Yeah. So if it was in Texas. If it was in Texas, we'd probably strung him up like uh, a big f- uh, fish. Yeah, <laughs> like you remember, in, got you remember in Black yeah. Hawk Down where they were like, uh, like all the Somalians yeah. were passing around the dead body <laughs> of the helicopter, and that was super sad. Like I think I feel like Texas would have done that with this dude. They would just like passed him, like almost crowd surfed him all the way back to the prison. You know, like the hands <laughs> of all the people would just be just pass pass around but listen we got to the part of the show where we have to give a shout out um i want to give a shout out to a locally owned and operated business that's what we do we're going to start doing that going forward so if you've got a locally owned little business you got a small time gig you're trying to make it maybe you're trying to be a little influencer yourself um as long as you're not doing it in uniform i hate the ones that do it in uniform but um you know more so like if you got your little t-shirt company on the side you got your little coffee mug company on the side um you know maybe you start a cigar company or, or something like that and you want us to give a shout out and you can't really afford one um you can nominate your your favorite small business or you can just nominate somebody in general go to the failure to stop instagram page and hit a dm and um and we will shout them out today's shout out going to go to red pill threads red pill threads these shirts are super funny the one i'm looking at right now says schwab and gates and epstein and fauci and clinton and biden and soros uh they've got another one that says uh, i liked it it says um uh toddlers are not trans <laughs> i love that one you know uh, by by dean by demon, I can't even say this. By demonics, and it's got like Biden with all the red stuff behind him. That one's really fun. Here's another one. What is the best thing about Republican women? They don't have penises. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Gender affirming care for minors is child abuse. The NSA. These guys hit me up and ask, "How can we sponsor a show? We're very small. We're very new, um, but we like everything that you're doing." And I said, "Dan, I'll just shout you out at the end of the show. No problemo. We've all been there. We know what it's like." Um, and then here's another good shirt. Globalists are simps. <laughs> no. There's some good ones. So I said, listen, we'll give you a shout out. If you want to send us some shirts, we'll wear them. Uh, denormalize de- adolescent myocarditis. That's a good shirt. Um, man, he's got some f- fuck black rock. I could see you wearing that one, Dave. Fuck black rock. Corn pop. Yeah. Just says corn pop. Um, oh my God. Indicted. We stand. <laughs> This is correct. Dude, he's got some good shirts and the artwork is delicious. I really like this. Um, I really like these things. So shout out to Red Pill Threads on Instagram. It's a red circle with a pill on it. So clothing brand Red Pill Threads is a brand for those who want to help other people wake up and lift the veil to the truth. Clothing for unapologetic Americans. Man, that's very cool. Um, quick shout out to those in the chats. We've got Sarah Couch, the one girl that we could probably be kicked off of YouTube for borderline bullying every single episode, making fun of her mermaid tail, making fun of her height, uh, her single status. Uh, and listen, the reason why she's single is because nobody wants to hook up with a girl that looks like she's 12, not in a time like this. Even though she's probably 28, she looks 12. <laughs> Nobody wants to come close to, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you yeah. could, like, even if you know it's legal, you're always going to be with a girl that people are going to be like, yo, why is he, yeah, is that why, your is, daughter? He, the, why the is he smooching on his daughter? Year. Yeah, the mermaid tail does add a year, so she she mm-hmm. looks like she's 13. So The cool thing about the mermaid tails, my wife always said it's not cheating if it's a mermaid. 
or a ghost. Ooh. So check the block there. But I don't. I still don't want to deal with the underage mermaid uh, thing. It's not really what I'm going for. Uh, we got Davey in the chats. He says he already hit the like button. We got Will Cray who dropped a super chat. Thank you, guys. Uh, listen, coming election season, you saw that uh, Russell Brand was canceled. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. We could be next, man. You never know. That's why we have a rumble now because rumble ain't playing with no – we ain't playing with it. So please follow us on Rumble because um, we really do feel like that we'll be shadow banned like we were three years ago um, during this whole thing. And that was a riot. We've never really recovered from that. Uh, we went from getting 10,000 views on some of these lives and having 900 people, 800 people in the chats to very mysteriously and very almost like overnight down to, um, you know, 55, 60 people in the live chats here and there. Uh, but thank God for podcasts and downloads that keeps us afloat. So um, follow us on Rumble. Uh, make sure like 99% of you already do is just listen to us. But we are trying to up our Rumble game, our Patreon game, and uh, and and we do local uh, ad reads. We don't. We're not counting. We're not counting on an ad agency. So we're not a slave to the man. We can do whatever we want. Because we select our advertisers like Factor, like Ghostbed. And that's why we do the ad reads on our own and not just these baked in reads. <clears throat> because then they can't be taken away from us. We already have a very clear cut uh, kind of rules with these guys. So we're, it's not nothing like Russell Brand can happen to us where we just lose our ad agency. We're, we, we are our own ad agency because we want to be able to leave you non-propaganda news five to six days a week. Com Center was a hoot yesterday. Um, that releases to audio on Saturday and then our next night shift top secret information, which is a separate podcast from failure to stop. So you have to physically type in on your podcast, night shift, top secret information, go and find that show. That's with Anthony Ramondi. That's all the conspiracy stuff. So we need your five-star ratings and reviews on that to up it in the algorithms. Same with anti-hero podcast. That's a Delta force operator and a, um, a street cop. And um, they also need it, which, man, they are quickly growing, quickly growing. They're up another thousand uh, downloads, uh, you know, They're which is about 4,000 listens. They're doing a great job. They had the really great Bin Laden episode and then back-to-back episodes. I just got to go on their show, so that was pretty cool. So go to find Anti-Hero Podcast, five-star rating and review. Tell them Father Stop sent you. And then, of course, the new Anthony Ramonde show, Night Shift, all one word, top secret information. The link is in the Failure to Stop Night Shift, top secret information uh, Instagram page. And then we have angry me podcast is not part of our network, but it's a, a podcast that we love and we support and have been with us since day one, really angry me, Dave uh, here. And you can see how well articulated he is. And we're going to get him on our Patreon. I think a little bit more or have him flirt with us a little bit more and cross promote him a little bit more. We always appreciated what he's done for the podcasting community and what he's done for us. Uh, Dave, thank you so much. Where can they find you on the Instagram is, uh, actually, uh, just angry me production across the board uh we are on everything all platforms with uh, twitter uh instagram facebook uh uh apple podcast uh just just anywhere even amazon yeah. music if you scream yeah. out uh alexa angry me production we'll be there just make sure that your phone doesn't autocorrect it to angry men as it does for me every time i type <laughs> in angry me it's like no bitch you meant angry men um oh yeah and i forgot our producer has an amazing show that's the most underrated show on the entire channel uh honestly honest to god like it's a show that i'm actually scared of because it's so the comedy level is next level. It's called Getting a Grip on Things. Getting a Grip on Things. It's a uh, family-friendly 
comedy show with underpaid producer and his staff. And you know, if anybody knows anything about underpaid producer, he's been doing. He's been in this game since he was. Uh, he's been in this game since he was. Since he was in the womb, 14, basically. Yeah, since he was in the womb. Yes, since he was in the womb. So um, it's great to see him on the host side of things. Drew, what you got? Anything to close us out with? Any shout I have outs? Nothing, David. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. We need to do it again oh, sometime. Thank you guys for having me. Oh yeah, it was great, and um, you know we'll see you guys here soon. Abby Ellsworth is in here from uh, on being a police officer, um, and we love her podcast too. And we love you. She's been a day one, a day one or two as well. Have you ever had Abby? Uh, have you ever been on Abby's show? No. Me? I, I, oh, uh, David. No, I haven't been on. You any. know what? That would be an interesting one because I know you've seen some shit, and that's what she likes to pull out of you is the the real shit you've seen. Uh, that would be a great episode. It'd be an episode I would tune into for sure. I'd love to know what kind of corrections officers. Oh, I, want, I would like. You know what I mean? <laughs> there was one. There was one thing I was gonna I was gonna say on the show, and I'll make this really fast. Is uh, the first time I was actually impressed with somebody uh, okay. as a man. Because he was doing one arm pushing push ups while he was jerking himself off. Oh <laughs> man, new he, goals. Oh, I tried. I tried and failed horribly. Gosh, I dude. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> I also yeah. want to do the whole like masturbate, and then right before you or- orgasm, somebody tases you, and you ride the lightning, and then soon as the lightning's over, then you have that euphoric release. Just think that would be super rad, huh? It's hot. Someone did something even worse. That he shot his girlfriend while he was getting ahead. Oh, <sighs> I would be afraid that the bullet would go. Into yes, me. that was my first thought. That would be like, what if it like went? Uh, but God bless. I have to look that story up. Um, thank you for the super chat there, last known president uh, and Michael Hendricks dropping us five bones, saying this is for the Tansy Transition Fund so that I can become transy. Um, listen, it was $900 for the mullet. You guys came through and raised 900 bucks for the mullet. Um, and I guess, you know, I don't think that there is a number to make me go full trans, but maybe I'll go like trans for an episode, cross dresser for an episode. If we, uh, if, 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 if you guys hit a thousand, you guys hit a thousand dollars, came very close on the Sid Vicious punk rock, uh, true crime episode. No, that's punk rock. That's totally different than trans. Okay. But, uh, if All you right. guys, if you guys hit a thousand in the super chats, and your super chat says for the trans transy movement, um, once that gets to a thousand, I will do a full trans episode of me and a full. You won't even be able to tell I'm a dude for thousand bucks. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you won't. Even, listen, most of you guys donate money to starving children on this show on this channel. The Wolfpack donates money to see me do super things. I think we did twelve hundred dollars for me drawing penises all over myself on the one hundredth episode. Episode. So you guys really, really know how to spend your money. So we appreciate that. I said we always produce. If you guys drop super chats, and listen, I'll make it worth your while. I'm not I'm not trying to take advantage of you. So we appreciate you guys. Anything else, boys? No, that's all I got. Until next time, guns up, giddy up. Aroo.